0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, you will hear three colleagues explain why diversity in corporate real estate is critical to success.
1: Uh, good morning, my name is Marlies Hochelbaum, I'm uh, Head of Workspace and Operations at the Instant Group, and I'm here today with Imogen and Becca, two of my colleagues, and we were on a panel discussion yesterday around um, diversity in CRE and why this is absolutely critical to success, and we want to just discuss that a little bit further. So,
0: okay. Perfect, yeah, so I'm Rebecca Milne, and I'm a management consultant at Incendium Consulting and yeah, yesterday we had a really good discussion uh, with a room of people just really talking about the need for diversity in CRE and why that's imperative for success Um, and one of my key takeaways is the fact that uh, corporate real estate is moving away from the bricks and mortar and much more focused on people and technology. And there's been a lot of conversation at this conference about how do you future-proof uh, your organization or your company. And one of the key skills that we think has come through is adaptability. And the only way to be adaptable is to really start to bring diversity into your organization so that you can increasingly meet the diverse and changing needs of your clients.
2: I'm Imogen Shingler, also from Incendium Consulting. The sort of area of diversity that I touched upon yesterday was age um, and that in an ever-changing world, I think age bias can be misplaced um, due to growing up in a different generation. I think growing up in Generation Z, which is 18 to 24-year-olds, it's created a generation that thinks, behaves, and consumes in a completely different way to even the previous generation, Um, and for CRE to really uh, innovate... um, Develop. Develop. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Develop. Um, I think people need to be uh, open to changing their attitudes and their perceptions and their processes
1: um steve uh kind of introduced our session yesterday we can't be here for the podcast but he touched on some key areas of diversity that really kind of shape the way teams are being formed now it's no longer just about gender which is clearly one of the kind of key areas um, of focus over perhaps the last 10-15 years and still remains to be the focus because if we look at FTSE 100 companies, unfortunately, there's still more men, CEOs called Dave and Steve than there are uh, female CEOs. Out of the 100, currently only seven female CEOs, so we are clearly still got some way to go. But there are other other areas of diversity that are critical, so the cultural element, ethnicity, sexual orientation, age and gender all play a huge part. Disability, um, you know, and they all kind of form part of why uh, a diverse Workforce is so important, and diversity within leadership teams is so important because it really should reflect society and the client base we work with. Um, I, gen- I personally, being um, born and bred in the Netherlands and having lived and worked in the UK for 23 years, have found it really interesting how diversity is looked at differently across the globe. Um, also, cultural. Culturally, it's really important to be able to identify with different cultures, different languages and people around um, the world. You can work with people in China or in Europe or um, Oceania uh, throughout the day. And it's important to respect values and understand cultures to be able to be successful in business. It was really interesting yesterday to discuss some of our kind of own experiences that we've had uh, throughout our careers. And Becca, it was particularly interesting to hear your example about the time when you worked for Ernst Young.
0: Yeah, so it's actually after I was working at Ernst & Young but uh, for just an an investment fund and just generally we were talking a lot about unconscious bias or even conscious bias potentially in a room and finance or, you know, the investment world is predominantly male-dominated and predominantly, unfortunately, older males – but it is, I gave an example yesterday about walking into a room and every man in the room actually acknowledging each other and then all sitting down and someone turning to me and asking whether I'd be taking the notes and in actual fact they would be pitching to me to get the investment um, which just kind of really highlights what people perceive when they walk in the room how they put you into a slot of what they think you should be there for and in an actual fact, what, you know, what you could be there for or, you know, they just assumed I'm not male and I'm not over the age of 45. So why was I, why was I there other than to take notes?
1: It's really interesting and fascinating to hear that because we all have unconscious bias. You know, no one is perfect in that respect. We create our own unconscious bias lens through our own experiences, upbringing, culture, background, Um And therefore, it's really important to be able to recognise that. And I think we we had a similar example from you, Imogen, where you encountered some age bias, really.
2: Yeah. Uh, So it's happened a couple of times at work, but more recently um, was sort of filling in for a role that was more senior than me. But the people I was working with didn't really, they didn't know what my age was. um, And the quality of my work was never questioned. And as I sort of got to know, the team more and you, you age will come up and they found out that i was 24 um then the age bias started to come through and you could tell that their perception on me had changed and you could see that they thought oh maybe she doesn't know as much as what i previously thought and i'd get pushed back about all oh, these processes like we've been doing these for 10 years this is how we do it like and i mean just because it's been done for 10 years it doesn't mean it's the best way of doing things anymore
1: Absolutely. That's uh, fascinating. Thanks for sharing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we know that the research indicates that diverse leadership teams drive better results. There is some stats around the fact that um, cultural diversity in leadership teams enhances revenue and profit by 35%, and just gender-balanced leadership teams can enhance profits and revenue by as much as 15%. What is interesting is that we're seeing these things being done in isolation so people might focus on cultural or ethnic diversity or gender but you can just imagine what the uh, effect would be the positive impact would be if you really focused on a a cultural um, diverse leadership team and organization and how successful your company would be what do you feel about that
0: Yeah, I think uh, we did discuss that a bit yesterday as well, saying the benefits are well documented, they're backed up by, as you were just talking about, data. Um, The cold hard facts are out there, but why are people not actually becoming more diverse? And I think one of the things that I took away from yesterday was actually challenging the people in the room, especially the leaders, um, because I think... Mm -hmm even though the facts and the benefits are out there, it's almost seen as a problem still to address rather than an opportunity, diversity. Mm -hmm. So my challenge in the room yesterday was to say, you know, next time the simple thing is look around and think how many different perspectives weighed in on our client pitch on how we design something, who we talk to, how we solve the problem, Um, to really flip it and say diversity is an opportunity to improve. It is not a problem or a tick box exercise to address. And if you embrace it as the opportunity, as the stats say, you know, the world's your oyster for the future.
1: Yeah. emma
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it all goes back to the point of people being open about changing their attitudes. Um, and I think to do that, they need to be more inclusive and more understanding, which will lead to greater collaboration, which will drive business basically.
1: Yeah, what I thought was really interesting yesterday is actually we hadn't realised this, but us on the panel were actually representing Generation X, Y, and Z. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, a really good and all <laughs> females. So we were yeah. classed to be the youngest panel in um Cornet uh, okay. Amsterdam this year, which is a great uh, thing to be doing. Yeah. Um just really great to be able to uh, have this very open debate and we've had some fantastic feedback from um the panel discussions afterwards.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that was, uh, I mean, it does highlight a problem. We shouldn't have been the, the you know, <laughs> the only youngest panel. I think we were probably the most diverse panel, ironically speaking, about diversity. <laughs> uh, but you do have to start somewhere, and I guess that's the thing. It was a really good discussion to start opening the floor and having open and honest com- communication about, about the problem.
1: Mm. And we talked about some takeaways that um, companies and leaders in CRE could potentially take away and make some impact immediately if they could.
2: It would just... Want to touch on those? Yeah, I mean, Imogen, what was your thinking from your perspective? Um, so I think we touched on it yesterday about the education aspect of it. And I think there is a problem with people knowing about real estate as an industry, as a career when you're at, um, at college and you're choosing what to do at university. And I think in order to Well, actually, I think people need to change their thinking from thinking that I need somebody with a real estate degree to thinking, oh, no, I could get someone with an economics degree. And then they can still, if they need to, do the APC on the job training. You can still qualify if the company desires that. But also, I think if you get somebody from a background of economics, they're going to have a different skill set. And having that in your business can really help. And it's just a different way of thinking.
1: Yeah delivering some creativity in the way yeah just having things. a completely
2: diverse yeah. workforce with their backgrounds um in education i think will really help yeah
0: yeah, I think to take that back to, you know, the point is uh, corporate real estate is changing and it's no longer about the technical skills sitting behind it. It's more people, technology. So what skills do you need to actually service that changing world? And it's much more, we touched briefly on it say like the squiggly line of a career, the diverse background. You uh, can always train a person, but you can't always educate them in uh, how to deal with a client, uh, how to think creatively, how to think outside the box. Um, Service-orientated. Service-orientated. So it was much more of a discussion of actually strip that back and what are the core skills that are going to be needed going forward and does that need to come from a traditional background? And our argument would be no, it doesn't.
1: Great. I think um, some of them, the one uh, thing I wanted to mention quickly about the takeaways as well is that I think it's really critical for some of the senior leadership teams out there to really question how diverse their own organization is. How can they embrace it more, perhaps really um, drive some unconscious bias training with senior leadership teams because this is, I think is generally a, a top down change that needs to happen. Um, Because what we're trying to do within uh, corporate real estate now is deliver these experiences. It's not just about the real estate and the bricks and mortar. It's about the experiences and the services we deliver to our clients.
0: Perfect, yeah. So I think uh, overall, really good discussion. um, And I'm excited to see this become an ever-increasing topic and some more... You know, open discussions on this from as Malise says, from leadership down, um, and yeah, go from there. Great, great.
1: Thanks, thank you.
0: This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.